0: Tom Swalbrick on LBC. At quarter to five every Friday, this programme will continue to bring you the feast for the years, a banquet of storytelling, the radio equivalent of three Michelin stars. Stop salivating. This is Simon Marks, American Week. Tom, you turn your back for a month and everything changes. Last time we gathered together for an update, Joe Biden was on the way out, approval rating so low, you'd need a submarine to reach them. Fast forward four weeks and his comeback seems to be underway. The numbers are inching slowly upwards after he pulled a variety of legislative rabbits out of the hat and saved several key elements of his domestic agenda from what seemed to be certain doom. Democrats are now even and daring to dream that this november's midterm elections might not be the total drubbing they'd feared and their president is confident enough to hit the campaign trail. You can't be pro-law enforcement and pro-insurrection. You could hear evidence of Joe Biden's comeback in the confidence he projected in Pennsylvania on Tuesday, offering a full-throated defense of his executive orders on gun control and arguing that he's the law and order president and the Republicans are the hypocrites.
1: You can't be a party of law and order. And call the people who attacked the police on January 6th. Patriots. You can't do it. now it's sickening to see the new attacks on the FBI threatening life of law enforcement agents and their families
0: for simply carrying out the law and doing their job. That, of course, is a reference to the fury that Donald Trump and his supporters have unleashed on the FBI and the Department of Justice since last month's raid on the former president's Mar-a-Lago estate. It is worth dwelling on some of the Republican reaction to that raid that, of course, uncovered a trove of top-secret documents that are not Donald Trump's personal property. Instead, they're the property of the U.S. government. They belong under lock and key in the National Archives. Here's Republican Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, a Trump booster, warning the Department of Justice and the FBI not even to think about prosecuting the former president for obstruction of justice. Most Republicans, including me, believes when it comes to Trump, uh, there is no law. It's all about getting him. There's a double standard when it comes to Trump. And I'll say this, If
1: there's a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified information, there'll be riots in the streets.
0: He spoke there on Fox News, and while he didn't quite use the phrase rivers of blood, as far as Joe Biden is concerned, his erstwhile friend in the Senate came close enough.
1: No one expects politics to be a patty cake. It sometimes gets mean as hell. But the idea, you turn on the television and see senior senators and congressmen saying, if such and such happens... There'll be blood in the street.
0: Where the hell are we? In the president's own telling, where we are is in the midst of a continued battle for the soul of the nation. That's how the White House described the subject of the president's primetime speech last night, delivered from the steps of Independence Hall in Philadelphia. The cradle of American democracy was the backdrop for a speech that warned of the grave that awaits American democracy if Republicans triumph this November and beyond.
1: Democracy cannot survive when one side believes there are only two outcomes to an election. Either they win, or they were cheated. And that's where the MAGA Republicans are today. (laughs) They don't understand what every uh, patriotic American knows.
0: You can't love your country only when you win. To underscore the president's message, he was bathed in dark red light Two armed US Marines standing as sentries behind him, symbolically appearing to serve as guardians of the country's democracy. There are questions about his use of the Marines as props given the political nature of the speech two months before crucial midterm elections that will serve as a referendum on Joe Biden's presidency so far, and decide if his fellow Democrats can retain their wafer-thin majorities in Congress, the president's message was unmistakable.
1: We must be honest with each other and with ourselves. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. I want to be very clear, very clear up front, (laughs) Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country.
0: It is a reflection of the polarized society the president described that the reaction to his speech was so divided. Democrats lapped it up. Presidential historian Michael Beschloss, one of several academics who encouraged the president to make the speech, spoke after it on left-leaning MSNBC. You know, you mentioned this meeting that historians had with... President Biden a
1: couple of weeks ago that I was there, about five outside people, and he realized
0: that this is an historic moment, and what you what you heard, I think, comes out of it. But from right wingers, the reaction could not have been more stark. Republican strategist Alice Stewart took to CNN to complain that a president who came into office promising to unify the nation was now actively dividing it.
1: I can just tell you, after seeing what I saw and hearing what I heard, that was a dark, depressing, and very divisive speech. And he did what he did in the speech tonight was uh, vilify half of this country.
0: That of course is not entirely true. You heard the president make a distinction between Trump right-wingers and mainstream Republicans. Although days after Joe Biden privately told a group of Democratic Party donors that Trump and his ilk are semi- fascist, it's perhaps easy to understand why the political temperature is rising. The heat is also now rising on Donald Trump. This was the week when the Department of Justice released a photograph showing top secret documents arrayed on the carpet of Donald Trump's office at Mar-a-Lago, all of them recovered in that unprecedented FBI raid on the former president's residence.
1: A lot of people think that when you walk into my office, I have confidential documents or whatever it may be, oldie class of mine. but I had confidential documents spread out all over my far floor, like a slob.
0: Pushing back at the notion that he's a slob, the former president reacting on right-wing outlet Real America's Voice.
1: It's so dishonest when you look at it. And so people were were concerned because they said, gee, you know, that's a strange scene. You look at the floor and you see documents, right? They have cover sheets of documents. No, they put them there, John, and they put them there in a messy fashion. And then they took a picture and they released it to the public. And this is what we're dealing with, with these people.
0: Now, let's be clear. No one is pursuing Donald Trump with a possible obstruction of justice charge because his office is messy. The issue is much bigger than that and with every telling of the story the Trump team gets into deeper hot water. You heard the former president there concede that he had the documents in his office but claim that he had declassified them. Except there's no evidence that he went through any formal declassification process before he left the White House and took the nation's secrets with him. And we've learnt within the last few minutes that the top secret documents inside 40%. 43 of those folders were missing when the FBI raid took place. That's a big new development here. Little wonder that Fox News anchor Steve Doocy earlier this week in an interview with Trump apologist Christy Noem, the governor of South Dakota, could no longer maintain the fiction that there's nothing to see here. Take a listen to this at length. Ultimately, it comes down to why did he
1: have all that secret stuff uh, at mar-a-lago you know i know he, his team has said that they declassified it but that's news to the agencies uh, he had apparently three classified documents in his desk those are the biggest secrets in the world why wouldn't he say oh you know what i really need to turn that back over why do he have all that stuff at mar-a-lago well, that's why I think it's important that this is transparent and that we do have someone who's outside of the DOJ looking at this and talking to people. What What is this information? We don't know what was in there. We don't know. If, I think President Trump declassified all this information. Let's find out really what the process is, what is right, what's precedent that other other presidents have followed and make sure that this is done correctly. governor, Governor, I don't think any president has ever carted off that many documents to their house after they left the presidency.
0: What happens next? Well, the Department of Justice says its investigation is in its early stages and that no prosecutions will occur within 60 days of the midterm elections. So grab your calendar. If Donald Trump isn't charged with a crime in the next eight days, you can presume no charges will be brought until at Least mid November. And by then, Republican Congressman Kevin McCarthy hopes he will be on the verge of becoming the next Speaker of the House of Representatives, assuming his party triumphs in November.
1: Joe Biden in a politicized Department of Justice launched a raid on the home of his top political rival, Donald Trump. That is an assault on democracy.
0: And a reminder, if he becomes speaker, second in line for the presidency, he'll have the power to shut down all the investigations into last year's Capitol Hill insurrection by Trump supporters and instead open investigations into Joe Biden's Department of Justice and the FBI in their pursuit of Donald Trump. It could get so ugly that it may become difficult for President Biden to continue assuring world leaders, including either Liz Truss or Rishi Sunak, that a America is back. There was one indicator this week that further suggested the country is in trouble.
1: For the first time in a century, the life expectancy of
0: Americans has dropped for two years in a row. That sobering fact comes from a provisional analysis out today from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. National Public Radio breaking the news to Americans that on average, they can only now expect to live until the age of 76. By contrast, life expectancy in China rose to an average of more than 78. Speaking on NPR, Dr. Stephen Wolf of Virginia Commonwealth University.
1: In most other high-income countries, 2021 was a year where life expectancy began to rebound having that context makes the u.s. results all the more tragic
0: it also contributes to a general sense of malaise here that is leading some to wonder whether they really want to spend the rest of their lives in the united states this was the week when Ozzy osborne disclosed in an interview with the observer that he's not only thinking about plan b but acting on it he and his wife Sharon are quitting america and returning to the uk he called america effed up she said the united states has Changed so drastically it's now a very weird place to live. We probably should have seen it coming. Times have changed and times are strange. Here I come, but I ain't the same. Times have changed and times are strange, sang Ozzy in his 1991 hit Mama, I'm Coming Home. He sure is, and Tom, there may be others right behind him. Serving up the news from across the pond with his American Week, Simon Marks.